Good evening, beautiful people, or good morning, whoever in the world you are. Well, it is night time where I am, in the New York City metropolitan area. It is actually very stormy tonight, so you can hear thunder and lightning. Welcome to Orchid Chat with Dr. Connors, and this is Dr. Connors. Um, tonight is another episode where we are going to talk about common sense in raising orchid. These days, we can't seem to do anything without searching the internet for information. And I often wonder, what did we do? Before Google, what did we do before the internet? I have to say that um, I am very baffled myself. When I read um, information about orchids, when someone is asking some information, some people will automatically say, all right, Google YouTube this, YouTube that. Go ask Miss Orchid or, or, or whoever is the current expert. The truth of the matter is, like everything else in life, we can't really gather information about what we have to go through in life. So it's the same thing about, uh, well, at least this is for, um, from my own experience, really. Um, raising orchids. So before Google and before the internet, before you too, I basically just took care of my plants, including my orchids, with common sense. So I would say, okay, so this particular plant is from the Orient, or I'm sorry, or from the tropics. It means to say that it can't live outside during the winter. So you bring it inside. Inside, at least, I put my house to at least 68 to 70 degrees. And that's perfect. That's perfect for house uh, for uh, tropical plants. For some, it may be um, a little bit cold, but for an orchid, that's actually perfect. Because some of the orchids, they actually are grown or they grew in the wild in high altitude. For example, cymbidiums and oncidiums. They grow uh, in South America in high altitude. So they can withstand, as long as not freezing, they can withstand the cold. So, uh, but however, they also, I mean, they like um, humidity. So you provide humidity. They're like every other plant, they get infested with, uh, with, um, with diseases. So uh, when they get infested with diseases, 
so we find something to um how to um take care of of the disease so um when I was growing up, my nana used to separate the plants that are deceased. She would cut them, she would cut the deceased branch, or she would separate the particular orchid that was sick, that had some kind of infestation. I don't remember my nana like putting hydrogen peroxide or or what have you um, in, in trying to, to cure the plants. She basically just rinsed um, rinse the plant off, cut off whatever was 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 um um oh let's see oh I'm so sorry I'm I can't find a word um rutting Whatever was rotting, if it, if it was the pseudobulbs, then she would like, remove that. If it was the root, then she would remove the roots. If it was a branch, then she would cut off the branch before it could spread to the next uh, plant. So that's how I learned how to care for the plants. And even uh, when I, um, I started to being on my own, and I started having plants inside the house. Uh, I don't. I did not <laughs> um, search for everything whenever I needed to learn about something because there were, it was not accessible. In other words, you had to go to the library in order to to get information. And when you go to the library. Those were dated. The information that you would get, the books were dated. So I would follow those. Although I have to admit, I've never gone to the library to search for information about taking care of plants. I would probably have been better off if I had learned everything rather than along the way I have actually killed a lot of it. For example, um, growing up, I was only exposed to um, not phalaenopsis, to dendrobiums, um, the gramatophyllium, and cutlaeus, and the vandas. So those I did I did not know anything about cymbidiums and oncidiums and milk. Miltonias. I did not know anything about the other uh, species. Um, I grew up with the hardy ones, the ones that are very tropical, um, the ones that are native uh, to the tropics. I have only um, started getting exposed to symbidiums about and oncidiums about 20 years ago when I was visiting a friend of mine in San Francisco she had this collection of orchids by the window 
And I have always wondered what those were. So um, even though they were, I mean, huge, huge, huge uh, flowers. And um, so about a few years later, I have come across some mediums right here. Uh, it was actually in New York City. It was, um, it was um, a floral shop right in York Street. And um, I bought one. It was just, it had one spike. And um, I have kept that. Of course, I killed it <laughs> when I moved. Because I forgot that it was an orchid, so I just left it outside. So I thought it was one of the lilies because they look like lilies when they um oh, when they don't have the flowers. I left it outside, thinking that it had uh, um it the the bulbs were going to come back. Well, it died. Got frozen. It died. It did not come back. To make the story short, I killed my first cymbidium. And uh, I have kept um, different types of orchids, but to a smaller degree, very, very small degree. And tiny ones, actually. I have collected the tiny, miniature ones. And they were very fun to collect. But... Um, Due to work, I have traveled a lot in the past. I could not care for them, so they slowly died. And um, but there was one particular plant that I brought uh, back and forth uh, from here, from New York City to Arizona, and then I came back with it. So I still have it. This is my dendrobiums. Um, dendrobium. Antenatum, or the antelope uh, dendrobium. And that's the one that you're going to see right in the photo of this, of tonight's show, tonight's episode. So I have had this for quite a while. It actually did not bloom for several years. And when my Nana came in 2012, that spring, in 2013, that spring, it actually bloomed for my Nana. She took care of it. She put humidifier right where it was. And also, she made sure that it had enough light. So it bloomed quite a bit for her. And then when Nana went back to um, San Francisco, again, it did not bloom. I just left it. And I would occasionally ask my Nara, what is going on with the dendrobiums that I have? Well, I call it a bamboo because it looks like a bamboo to me. <laughs> so anyhow, you know what she told me? She said, she said, you take care of that orchid like you would take care of your other plants. You don't pay any special mind to it. Just raise it like it's not even an orchid. 
and she said, "I don't understand why people would put so much." Um, I mean, would treat orchid like they are these like very fragile type of plants. My nana said, "In actuality, in the wild, you could just throw them, and then they would just thrive and grow. And if they happen to cling onto another plant, and they would just thrive. And if you see them in the wild, my nana used to say, you can see also that their leaves are just you know they are they have." Black spots on them, they are not perfect. Whereas that's no one is has gone to the wild, or no one is going to the wild and trying to 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 wipe the leaves or cutting the yellow leaves or cutting the old spike. So just let it be. So that's what I did. I let it be. And um, during the winter, I would just. Make sure that they are inside, and I would just make sure that uh, they have enough light, and um, I would provide them water. I actually, I, I lightly fertilize, and I make my own fertilizer, uh, organically as possible. I try to avoid using a lot of fertilizer, so I make. My own fertilizer, I blend it here, and um, I would fertilize the plants at least once a month during the winter. I don't have a lot of space at home, but I live in this very small house, and uh, it's actually plants. My plants have actually occupied about, I would say, a third of it already. So, um, the last two years, I have decided that every winter I would put together all of the plants that are similar. As long as they had no blooms, I would just put them together. So I would actually remove them from their pots and put them in this big pot with little bit of water. Just a little bit of water, just enough to drench their longest roots. So that's where I put my phalaenopsis. So I did not know anything about water culture. It was actually by accident that I had done this because I said I did not have enough room. Perhaps if I leave these plants inside the toilet, you know, I can provide the humidity that they require, and. Perhaps, you know, I would just like put them in this fishbowl. I actually have this large fishbowl where I put all these phalaenopsis in there, all of them together. And I know that their leaves, you know, that you're not supposed to, to uh, water or wet them. So that's, so over the years I would do that like every winter. And lo and behold, they survive. In last January, to my astonishment, I was quite flabbergasted actually when I saw it. There was a spike. I don't remember seeing a spike. I don't even remember whether I said, "Oh, it's not a spike of a root," and they started rooting, and then our two of them started to have this huge spike. So I separated 
uh, the two phalaenopsis that I had in this huge um, fish bowl. And I put it in a vase, in a clear vase. And I, again, I put a little bit of water there. And that's how, like year after year, for the last several years, I, I would say like three years, Excuse me. I grew the phalaenopsis in water, and um, and that's as a matter of fact. I use also water culture, uh, where um, to re to rehab, like lonely or sad orchids. So that's how um, how I took care these orchids it's more like common sense what do they need they don't require your attention to like putting uh, making their leaves um shiny what i do uh, during the winter actually i would put it in warm like lukewarm water and i would just shower the leaves to remove the dust uh, that they collect they collected inside the house so um so anyhow, so, so raising orchid, you don't need a handbook. You don't, you don't need um, a whole instruction. It's not, you know, it's nothing to be assembled there. It's, um, it's basically just common sense. You just have to know, you know, what, uh, you know, what temperature, whether they grow. That they grow, if they grow in the Arctic, of course you provide them ice. Since they grow in, in the tropics, so you would provide them warmth and light. So, um, that is my take in raising orchid, beautiful people. It is all a matter of common sense. So, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Orchid Chat with Dr. Connors. And this is Dr. Connors bidding goodbye and good night until next time. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>